Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name is Colin. I'm the C. With me is Zijan, who is the Z. Hello, Zijan. You know what I'm talking about, Colin? This is James. Uh, sorry, hello, James. This is James Lee. I'm here to do the Star Wars one. Well, Zijan's off. Well, this is a... This is a uh, a niche thing, uh, reference for our listeners. If if you are a long term listener to the CZ of movies, um, then welcome back. You will know that usually we have my friend James in to talk about Star Wars, but uh, we're talking about Solo, a Star Wars movie, and this time, sorry, a Star Wars story. This time, Zijan, despite the pretense, <laughs> I sound exactly like him, Colin. Um, you sound more. Um, whew, uh, uh, Malaysian <laughs> than he usually does. <laughs> Zizan's <laughs> um, um. Uh, talking, talking with me to you uh, about Solo. He's very, very excited. Um, yes. We also talk the films Clearly. of Harrison Ford. We do a quiz on the films of Ron Howard and much, much, much more. Much more. Uh, we start as we always do uh, with some movie news. Zizan, what movie news do you have for me? Uh, so, the Spider Man 2 villain has been confirmed. Is it, is it Doc Octopus? Because that film came out in 2003. No. It's Mysterio. That's not Spider-Man 2. Um, no one knows the difference, Colin. It's not, what, do, do you even know what the title is? No one knows the title, but it's not going to be Spider-Man 2. How would you know that? I'm, I'm here and now, Zijan, I will bet you £5 that it's not Spider-Man 2. Anyway, the second Spider-Man <laughs> film starring Tom Holland yes. uh, will have a winning um, Mysterio. Mysterio, as played by uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, potentially. That's those are the rumors. Mm. That's, That's quite a big name. It is. Tell me about Mysterio. Uh, <laughs> he's he's <laughs> he wears a fishbowl on his head. I see you've still not not bought that pop filter yet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> he has, um, he basically, a, he has a fish pole on his head. Yes, he is um, a special effects guy. Okay. So does he have he, does he have any powers or is he just very good at special he, effects? He is just very good at special effects. Okay. He casts illusions and things like that, but those are mostly more um, mechanical okay. rather than um, powers. Was one. He basically creates them from scratch. It's basically like you know how like the voucher he created his wings. Oh yes. Those are basically uh, it's a technological power rather than actual power power. So Jake Gyllenhaal's or Gyllenhaal, never sure. Uh, he's still clear of comic book stuff. Well, Prince of no, Prince of Persia was based on a game, wasn't it? Um, yes. And he's been doing kind of more in, well, not exactly indie, but kind of um, dramatic roles. Obviously, Nightcrawler, Stronger, stuff like that, which I think is brilliant to both of those actually. Uh, Southpaw. Uh, so this is an interesting move for him. I know. It's odd. Did you know though? Um, some trivia for you, which is to do with Spider-Man Two. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, but, but I'm sure our listeners might not. So carry on. Um, but uh, when Tobey Maguire injured his back. There were talks to replace him with Jake Gyllenhaal. I did know that, yes. Um, which is a good switch, because they look quite similar. At least they looked quite similar back then. Mm. Um, so now he's back in Spider-Man 2. And I did hear the rumour that uh, it was also partly because Tim McGuire was asking for more money. And they're like, <laughs> don't worry, we've got a guy who looks like you. Um, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't that big back then, was he? Um, he'd done Donnie Darko, I think. Yeah, uh, but that was just one film, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he's probably... Was in the process of doing um, uh, what day after tomorrow it was around then, mm. but yes, you're but right. He, he wasn't he the was, biggest name then either. No, he wasn't as big as now. I think I think that's um, yeah. I mean, I, I, we've had some great actors in the uh, the MCU, so this is no nothing different. Uh, mm. I'm looking forward to that. Rumor is that Michael Keaton might be back as well as the Vulture. He will be back. Well, that's the, I don't think that's definitive. That's uh, also rumored. Well, given like remember the mid credit scene in the Spider Man Homecoming. Where he was in prison. He was in prison, yeah. And he refused to let the Scorpion... Scorpion, yeah. Yeah, know about uh, Peter Parker's real identity. Uh, or Spider-Man's real identity. <laughs> yes, I'm not going to tell you who Peter Parker is. You can't make me. Um, right. Yes, that's a slip of the tongue. Oh, dear. Yeah, so I thought that he was trying to form you know, the Sinister Six, which has been flying around um, for ages yeah, now. Yeah, definitely... Yeah, this is where they're going, isn't it? Sonya mm. desperate to get it off the ground. Yeah, bring bring back Dane DeHaan as the Green Goblin. Uh, this isn't relevant to any news, but um, I, was, I was watching a video the other day and it was, uh, te- it was testing Ryan Reynolds on various different superheroes and one of them was called Matter Eater Lad. <laughs> you could eat any matter. Yeah. Brilliant. They, they didn't have a lot of ideas back then, back in those days. Matter Eater Lad. <laughs> uh, exciting news, Zijan, from the world of Tom Cruise films. 
Oh, uh, is it the mummy too? That's not exciting. It really isn't exciting. Just just before we started recording, we were discussing the fact that I've been watching the mummy again. Still bad. Um, no. <laughs> why? Uh, why would it be any different, Colin? What What do you think would change in your second watch <laughs> of the mummy? <laughs> I might love Tom Cruise even more. Um, Top Gun Two has started production today, as we as we record, uh, or last Thursday, as you listen to this. <laughs> I actually saw Top Gun for the first time, is it two years ago? Okay. Yeah, it definitely didn't age well. It didn't, did it? It's, it's cheesy as all hell, but... Um, it was so bad, yeah. Uh, it's Yeah, it's not among my favourite Tom Cruise films, but uh, I, I'm excited by a Tom Cruise film on the horizon, uh, so I will definitely be watching this. But um, yeah, so he tweeted out a picture of himself uh, in his, in his uh, flight, Maverick flight costume. gear. And um, was it, I, I think, Feel the Need... The yeah. need for speed. Yeah. Is there much to Top Gun anyway? It's basically just airplanes shooting down other airplanes. What else is there? Um, one of them dies. Ugh, and there's a love story in there's the There's a love story. Meg Ryan. There's going to be like this. Meg Ryan's in it somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if they're bringing back the girl. I can't remember her name, Jones. Um, she hasn't uh, necessarily uh, continued in a hit after hit. Yeah, it's not like they, they could... What, what, what are the... St- <laughs> What story is left for Top Gun 2, well, really? Well, it might be him uh, being a kind of a trainer at the Academy. Uh, this is basically like Rocky. Uh, yeah, I guess it... Creed. Although I can't see Tom Cruise signing on for that kind of role, because he's, he's clearly going to be the star. Is he going to hang out from the, the airplane again? Yeah, I expect he will. I expect he will. There you go. I'm excited. I'm not. Cool. <laughs> what else you got? Uh... The, our Logan director James Mango is set to tackle the Boba Fett movie hey, listen, listen look at this first Star Wars podcast you're doing you're bringing out Star Wars news it's, uh... yeah it's not with great reluctance <laughs> as well I'm really short on news today what's your favourite thing about Boba Fett uh, that James Mango is <laughs> and he did Logan which is one of the one of my favourite films that came out last year yeah oh, he's very very good and uh, yeah, I've not seen much James Mangold stuff. Only um, 310 to Umar is very good, which I've not seen. But uh, Yeah, but um, do you know who Boba Fett is? He's a bounty hunter. Oh. So, uh, it, he he died, didn't he? Well, did in, he? In, in the fifth film, wasn't it? Uh, well, episode six, um, he he theoretically... No, you're, no yeah, episode, start of episode six, start of um, Return of the Jedi. Uh, he falls into the Sarlacc pit. Which all led us to believe he died, but in the kind of extended universe, he survives and goes on more adventures. But that none of that is now canon, so who knows where they're going to go with this. But I think it's probably going to be a prequel rather than a sequel. Uh, I must admit, but both people love him. He looks great, great, uh, great costume. Um, he doesn't say anything, does he? He doesn't. Why? Well, yeah, he does. Not a lot. Does he? Yeah. Um, it was one of the controversies of the. Uh, see, I'm filling in for James here. This one of the controversies of the um, remastered. Kind of versions um, that were put out is that they redubbed him because in the uh, prequels, Django Fett, his father, and Boba Fett are both New Zealanders, so they uh, they redubbed the character in Episode Six to be in oh. New, in, in episode Five, I think, to be a New yes. Zealander. Um, controversially, that's interesting trivia. Thanks, man. It yeah. reminds me why I don't listen to any of the podcasts <laughs> on Star Wars. <laughs> but yeah, in, in the wider. What used to be canon is now called Star Wars Legends. Um, Boba Fett does all kinds of great stuff. In the films, he basically just bumbles around and gets knocked into a pit by a blind guy. So um, we'll see which way they go with this. I think it's a, to be honest, of all the characters in Star Wars, Boba Fett is not the one I'd have chosen. But James Mangold is a good director. So would you just Jar Jar Binks instead? I would not do Jar Jar Binks. No, I think people are crying out for the the Princess Leia prequel. Uh, no one's crying out for these, Colin. People, Who's crying out for people these? People are on the Twitter. Star Wars is Star Wars is really very popular. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, some Netflix news for you, Zijan. Um We've got a couple of films coming from Netflix. Well, lots of films coming from Netflix, but a couple um, recently announced. Um, the first one, Idris Elba, is going to star, direct, and produce music for uh, Notre Dame for Netflix. So presumably he's not playing, to, as in as in Hunchback of. Okay, as in Quasimodo. Yeah. So uh, there you go. I I think I wasn't as far as I'm aware. Idris Elba's not directed before. I could be wrong. Did uh, you say do the music for? Produce music for. Yeah. I don't know what produce huh. music. Whether it means he's kind of just what, playing or writing or singing or I, what. But, uh, I didn't know Idris Elba had had 
Yeah, <laughs> I could do that. This is, this is quite uh, a lot. I mean, Idris Elba's great, but yeah, maybe he's ha- hidden all these talents under a bushel. Yeah, uh, clearly. Far. Uh, apparently there's another Notre Dame film in the works, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, so, or at least another one, maybe two or three. So um, it's... Uh, it sometimes happens in Hollywood or elsewhere. Everyone's well, these things the are thing. making these things are making so much money anyway. You, you know how beauty, how much money Beauty and the Beast made last year. Y- yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be more linked to the Victor Hugo novel than to the uh, oh. Disney cartoon. Uh, um, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be quite dark, if I'm not mistaken. Have you read it? Nope. I think people die. If you've uh, read The Hunter of Notre Dame, let us know at CDZ Movies on Twitter, CDZ Movies at gmail.com. Um, the other Netflix news. Now, there's good news and there's bad news. Um, the good news, maybe, is that Ryan Reynolds is starring uh, mm-hmm. in Six Underground. Uh, the, yep. the bad news is that Michael Bay is directing. Yep. Uh, but it's written by the, the Deadpool writers, though. Oh, is it? So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, hmm. it can't be that bad, right? I mean, Michael Bay, I mean, all his films, oh. they do suffer from a lot of explosions. But if the writing's good, I think... Yeah. Why not? It could be possible. I mean, it's free to watch if you've got Netflix, so okay, give it a try, I suppose. But, um, exactly. Well, in fairness, Ryan Reynolds is great in Deadpool. Exactly. And, and bad Deadpool in too. everything else. In fairness, he's not bad in everything else, but everything else he's made is bad. Um, sweet, swinging statement, but I'm going to say it. Hmm. Speaking of Michael Bay, um, Transformers 7 has been cancelled, apparently. Is it Transformers 6? Why did I write Transformers 6 in my uh, It might be 6. I was guessing a bit. <laughs> <laughs> the The... The one that's supposed to be coming out is not coming out anymore. Yep. I wonder why though. They made so much money. Yeah, well, probably they've been making less. But they still make absolute shed loads. Exactly. Did you just set it in China again? <laughs> surely. Have, like Chinese Transformers. I mean, surely the good people of China eventually will stop getting excited by seeing China in a film. Well, if, if China finally releases more Hollywood films into China, yeah. then they know what good quality films are then yes but until that happens <laughs> did you watch The Great Wall? no no nor me uh, well, maybe I said 7 because Bumblebee is coming out this Christmas and uh, I've got some high hopes for them uh, what else you got? Uh, what else I have? Uh, <laughs> the Sonic the Hedgehog movie oh yeah yes which is coming I'm really, as I say I'm just Running out. <laughs> just cast James Marsden in the lead role. Oh, James. Yeah, which I haven't seen him in a film for a while now since Enchanted, I think. Oh, I mean, I've he, seen him in Westworld, he's, uh, which is really good in it. But he had a brief in. appearance at the end of Days of Future Past. Yeah, um, yeah, that doesn't really count. Does <laughs> no, fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay, I mean, that's a film that neither of us will watch, right? Mm, no. <laughs> Unless I make us. Yeah, yeah. Why if Tom Cruise is in it? If Tom Cruise is in it, we're definitely watching it. But um, <laughs> for some reason, I don't think Tom Cruise is going to sign on to play a supporting character in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Uh, you yeah. know, he may be Sonic. Someone needs to play Sonic, right? You said James Marsden is the lead. Is the lead not Sonic? No, he's the lead human character. Ah, okay. In which case, yeah. maybe. Tom Cruise may be voicing. Would you watch something that Tom Cruise voiced? Yes. Exactly. Okay, we need to get onto this now <laughs> just to make you watch Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Just yeah. to prove that Tom Cruise can make a horrible movie that you don't have to buy a DVD for and watch the second time round. Hashtag Sonic Cruise. Get it, get it going. Um, <laughs> this time in news that we all thought had already happened but apparently hadn't been confirmed. Uh, Danny, no. Bo- Danny Boyle is going to direct the next Bond film. I'm pretty sure... Hasn't it... Haven't we talked about this before? I just, like, I so just many times. sworn that was confirmed but it, apparently it was only confirmed like a few days ago. <sighs> Um, so let's you heard go. it from you. You heard it from us. First. Yes, we were the ones to break that one. Um, Liam Neeson has joined the new uh, Men in Black spin-off film, which, uh, so we, uh, as we know, it's starring Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, which I think is a great, yes. great pairing. Uh, Liam Neeson's on board. I think probably as the kind of boss man, mm. maybe the rip torn type character. Got anything else? Uh, that's a name for the second Lego movie. Yep, I got this as well. It's the Lego movie to the, the second, second part. part. Um, okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that, that was um, the only other thing I've got is, uh, you know, Jojo Rabbit, which is going to be uh, directed by Taika Waititi and star Scarlett Johansson? Yes. Rebel Wilson has joined the cast. Oh. So there you go. Who knows what's going on there? I can't see Rebel Wilson and Scarlett Johansson working well together, if I'm honest. 
Well, who knows, right? Who knows? I saw a um, rough night on the plane uh, when I was coming back from Toronto. And uh, that's one of Scarlett Johansson's re- relatively rare forays into comedy. And? Um, it doesn't really work. Is it part of your to see or not to that thing that you're going to say? Um, it's no, I saw it a long time ago. Well, I saw it last year. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's it's um kind of a it's a bit of weekend at Bernie's, I guess, in some way, but more raunchy. But yeah, Scarlett Johansson is a great actress, but that's not really her thing. Isn't this the one where a stripper was killed or something? That's the one. Which, as my brother likes to tell me, um, was originally going to be called "Move That Body." Which is a much better title than Rough Night. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, it definitely is. Um, we move on then to to C or not to Z, where we talk about films that we have recently seen and tell you, the listener, whether you should see them or not Z them. And, oh. and as ever, Zijan, you kick us off. Um, so, I haven't seen any films in the cinema, but I caught The Intern on Netflix. So did uh, I. A couple of weeks ago. Are we talking about the same film again? Uh No. No, I'm going to talk about a different one, but uh, I did oh, see that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the intern stars are Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro. Yes. So Anne Hathaway is a millennial who has a startup company. She's basically the CEO. And they're having this program where they're hiring senior interns where Robert De Niro um, plays as one. It's incredibly for, realistic as a, for, as a premise. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's not a great film. This came out in 2015. I mean... It's it's I don't know why it wants to be. It's like a comedy, I guess. Maybe I think it's a comedy, but it it also gets quite emotional, doesn't it? And it, it does get quite emotional, but um, I, it's 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 okay. I mean, there 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 was a bit there was a part which I didn't like, and um, there was a part where Robert De, Niro, De Niro's character had to break into Anne Hathaway's mom's house. Uh, yeah. To delete an email. That whole point plot point was just. Uh, doesn't add anything to the storyline at all whatsoever it's just uh, ludicrous and I don't know why it was there at all it, it was long it took like at least about 10 minutes from the film as well and I was annoyed by that and so uh, I didn't really care for the film it was a bit meh so watch it if you want it's on Netflix so it's yeah. free yeah I'd, um, I'd agree with that it's not as bad as you might think it is but it's not good Mm-hmm. Um, I have also been watching a film on Netflix from even longer ago, I think from 2011 maybe, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, George, uh, George Harrison living in a material world. It's a three and a half hour documentary about George Harrison, um, which was recommend, recommended to me by my friend Lucy, and I watched it with her, and uh, it is very, very good. comes with a, a, a strong recommendation. Uh, I, I'm a big Beatles fan. Uh, as, yes. As you know, Zichan, and some of our listeners will know. But even, even and some of the kind of the kind of classic anecdotes that everyone knows well, all Beatles fans know, came up, but there's also quite a lot of stuff I didn't know, and uh, they, they got a lot of great footage I hadn't seen before. Um, and yeah, most, I think more or less the first half was largely the Beatles years. In fact, um, first half didn't even get to the end of the Beatles, I think. And then it kind of it did rush through a little bit his uh, some of his solo stuff, which I guess is understandable because um, the Beatles years obviously the big part. But yeah, no, fascinating. Got interviews with all the, the family, with, with Paul, with Ringo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you like the Beatles, check it out. If you don't, you might find it heavy going. Uh, but I liked it a lot. Okay, cool. I think it's the first documentary I've done. Um, yeah, yes. We move on then to the main topic of today. Um, yeah. The reason that you're all here. Yes. Solo, a Star Wars story. Ah. You remember Han Solo oh, awesome. from uh, from Star Wars episode four, five, and six, and seven. And seven. You died. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> But have you wondered what he was like shortly before episode four? No? Well, you're going to find out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shall, shall, shall I first share my background on Star Wars, given James always do the Star Wars episodes and he does have a vast knowledge of Star Wars? Go for it. I would like to share mine, just in case you think I have a bias, right. and I may have a bias in this review okay. as well. So, I've seen... So, I've definitely seen the fourth Star Wars film, A New Hope. That's for sure. Okay. I know that very well. Um, I know the plot lines of the fifth and sixth, but I'm pretty sure I haven't seen them. Um, I've seen the first, second, and third films when they came out. Ooh. Uh, I didn't like the first one at all. I thought Anakin Skywalker was played by a very, very bad child actor. Yes. The second film was pretty awful as well. The love scene when they were gambling in the planet with the giant rhinos was annoying uh best scene, favorite, best scene in the film if you ask me but um yeah <laughs> i enjoyed uh i really enjoyed rogue one okay i, I liked it a lot uh, i also like uh the force awakens i like the new star wars films actually i i didn't i didn't get the outcry that the fans had 
on the characters on probably because I, yeah. yeah probably because I didn't you know follow episode 5 and 6 very closely but I didn't care uh, you know I don't know why people are so upset about Luke's character assassination or something but I did enjoy both films so that's my background on Star Wars like there you go um, so we'll go um, on to what is first I'll, I'll give you my background although you probably don't need it um, I have seen all the Star Wars films I agree that one episodes 1 and 2 are bad um, I love the original trilogy I'm not James levels of love but I, I'm a big fan uh, and I love the new ones as well Rogue One I thought was flawed but still very good um, and here we are they're filling in all the gaps again so this one is set I think they confirmed it to, I can't remember it was 8 or 12 years before episode 4 Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's Han Solo when he's when he's still a youngster, um, so it's not as close to Episode Four as Rogue One was. Uh, clearly, they well they signed Alden Ehrenreich up for uh, three. So whether or not they're planning a solo trilogy, they're certainly planning to do more films with these characters in this in this period. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like they are though. It seems like they are. Uh, what's the story, Zizhen? Um <laughs> uh, So it's basically. I'm going to say it's all right. It's a lot of fan service. Okay. This film it it shows how um what if I'm not mistaken because um I'm pretty sure why it's to tell the background story of Han Solo. So it tells yeah. about how well, Han would probably be, fairly obvious, uh, but yeah, Chub- yeah. Chewbacca. Yes. His uh, comrade in arms. It will tell about how Han um got the Millennium Falcon. Yes. And it also told about how Han became a pilot and a smuggler. So basically, just his background story. Yep. Is that is uh, that sufficient? That, that that'll do. He has various yeah. has various uh, hoists and and chases and romps and things. Yeah. Um. When we meet him, he and his good friend Amelia Clark, um, who is playing Kira. Kira, thank you. Uh, I was very. By the way, I was looking at Wikipedia. Kira is spelled in such an annoying way. Q I apostrophe R A. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? I thought it was K K I R A. I was very happy about that. But no, you have to put a Q and an apostrophe there. Interesting. For no reason. I read this um, online. So you, you know Ray in The Force Awakens and in Last yes. Jedi. Apparently in, in early drafts, she was called Kira, spelt K-I-R-A, um, I think, or K-E-R-A. Uh, and uh, this this review was pointing out that her character is quite similar to Amelia Clark's character here and suggesting that uh, that maybe this kind of adds a subtext to Force Awakens of why Harrison Ford, sorry, why, why Han Solo took her on um, as a co-pilot. Because he was remembering his lost love. Okay. Yeah, that, that's quite. That's yeah. That's so, <laughs> so part, so part of the plan. Um, yeah. So, so yes, they they they're orphans. They live in some place or other. Um, I actually missed the first couple of minutes of the film because my friend turned up late, but I I, I kind of pieced it together. Um, they have to run. Well, they try and run away. He escaped. She didn't. Uh, yes, and he goes off to join the Imperial Guard and joins yep. up with. Uh, I'm going to go by by actor names mostly. Woody Harrelson, um, who Tandy Newton, Tandy Newton, um, and uh, an alien uh, before uh, voiced by John Favreau. Oh, really? I didn't mm. know that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, so let's let's talk characters. Um, how do you think young uh, Alden Ehrenreich did as as Harrison I, Ford? Um, I, I did. I thought he did a commendable job, really. Um, I I was reading online that the directors actually hired an acting coach for him. Yeah, there was all kind of rumors going around that because uh, so the background to this film, as people probably know, is that yeah, um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller were were kicked off the film, and Ron Howard was brought in. But there, there were rumors that Alden Ehrenreich didn't like didn't like their style of working, and yeah, they had to have an acting coach in all the time, and yeah, didn't because they're they're very improv-y and he apparently he couldn't do that. And who knows? Yeah. Who knows these things? These things are true. I, I thought he did a decent job. He he definitely got Harrison Ford's um, smirk. Right. It, it, it does seem that he spent more time smirking, fo- focusing on how to do the smirk than on anything else. But um. <laughs> he definitely did. <laughs> well, I, I I thought he did. A, a commendable job. I mean, he he had a lot of big shoes to fill in, didn't he? And um, it's it's such a such a huge character in the Star Wars universe. I mean, he he did okay. Yeah, and here's my um, I guess here's my problem with this character and with the film in general. Uh, so yeah, I thought he did fine. I, I think he was quite engaging. Um, he's clearly a good actor. I mean, mm. This acting coach stuff is a bit silly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like I don't, <laughs> and, and he, I don't think it's fair to say he was because I mean, he wasn't really trying to 
imitate the guy but i guess the problem is i know that we're seeing this is how he became who became and so he starts off differently he starts off quite uh optimistic and, and naive my view but i think harrison ford as han solo i have consistently said i think it's probably the coolest film character of all time he just oozes cool and on i just didn't pull that off at all for me I, I watched it, I thought it was okay, and then um, on YouTube I saw like five seconds of, of, of Harrison Ford in episode four in Mos Eisley Cantina. I was like, no, he's already better in those five seconds than an ordinary right across in the whole film. Maybe he takes the eight or nine years to get his cool. And I get that, and I, I, it would kind of, it'd be weird if he started off kind of swaggering and confident and stuff. <laughs> By the end of the film, right? <laughs> but even at the end, he's not, and I know they're playing more films, so maybe it's kind of a three-film arc or something, but, uh, but I think he's, as you say, huge shoes to fill and you kind of think, well, he did his best. I'm not sure anyone could have done it any better. But I kind of went to this film thinking, what's the point of this film? Um, um, I got that yeah. impression as well. Ultimately, at the end of the film, I thought this whole film was unnecessary. Yeah. And, and I say I, I agreed entirely. Cause it, something like Rogue One. I mean, in fairness, no film is necessary as it is entertainment. But but Rogue One, you kind of felt there was a point to what they were doing. They were filling in yes. some gaps. They, there was a story we hadn't seen before, characters we hadn't seen before. It was it was a well put together, and I have quite a lot of behind the scenes uh, tumult as well. But you kind of at least felt you'd achieve something at the end of the film, or the film achieved something. Whereas this, yep, as you exactly. say, you kind of got to the end, and think, okay, well, he's been running around a bit, and yeah, so said, what? This, this this film added nothing hmm. to the Star Wars universe. And the thing is. <laughs> I'm probably going to mention the spoiler territory here, so I'm going to refrain from saying anything yeah, now. Because yeah. there are parts where I'm going to mention which, yeah, it's all about the emotional stakes and why it doesn't matter because ultimately, you know, there's going to be Han Solo in the sequel films. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, 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 yeah, we'll just save some of stuff to spoilers because there is quite a lot of spoiler stuff, I guess. Well, yeah. not that much, but, but enough. Um, and what worries me is things like a Boba Fett prequel and Obi-Wan prequel, talking about a Yoda prequel. I think, well, I'm sure those can be done well, but why? At no point watching the original Star Wars did I, did I see Han Solo and think, oh, I wonder how he got that jacket. Mm, exactly. I, I, you, didn't, you don't need it. Uh, let's keep talking characters. So we had um, Woody Harrelson playing whatever he played. Um, he was fun. Yeah. He's always good. I like Woody yeah, Harrison. Yeah, I do like Woody Harrison. Yeah, he's uh, good. I enjoy it. Yeah, so it's it's a uh, we'll come into spoilers in terms of um, his character arc and all that, but yeah, he's I say he's very, always very watchable and he, and he was great here. Um, mm. We had uh, Donald Glover as, um, Lando. as Lando. I remember I had to ask you to explain to me who Lando was before I saw yeah. Solo as well. Um, yeah, uh, well, I liked this Lando in the film. Yeah, uh, I, I like Donald Glover playing him. I can't remember Orlando in the old films, uh, so I don't have anything to base him on. Yeah. But I, I did enjoy his portrayal in this. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was again, it was very fun. Yeah, so 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 Lando is in episodes five and six, which is why you probably don't know. Him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he's he's he like Han, I guess. It's it's just that they kind of grew up together, or he's knew each other and younger, and he's also. A bit dodgy, but a heart of gold. Uh, probably done some smuggling on this. But uh, when we see him in episode five, he's actually ruling Cloud City, so he's kind of gone up in the world. Um, but kind of the idea that he was, yeah, a bit of a schemer. Um, in in the trailers, I think Donald Glover looked fantastic, and it was kind of the thing everyone was talking about. I thought he was a bit underserved in the film. Perhaps the scenes he had were great, but he could have had more. Mm-hmm. That's uh, true. He didn't do a lot. So. Uh, if they do make more, maybe they'll build up his part. But he, he, yeah, he was great fun. Um, who else have we got? We got um, Amelia Clark. Yeah, Amelia Clark as Kira. I liked. Her. I mean, I, I think I like Amelia Clark. Um, mm, I wasn't a fan of her acting sometimes. Okay, uh, I thought it was a bit shoddy at bits. I have to admit that there were parts when I like us. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't know. I mean, there were times when I enjoyed what she did, but there were others which it, it was just very volatile. Yeah, I would say. So I thought, I mean, she, again, like like Hans, she's very naive at the beginning, um, very optimistic. I think they're pretty good chemistry together. Um, again, we're coming to character arcs, which I didn't really exactly. Yeah, I that's the thing. Didn't really buy. Uh, we had Me we had a new droid L three thirty seven as voiced by VB something something. Is it something like in all Star Wars film that they need to have a droid? Like it has to have. They have to have one. They have no choice but to put one in with a distinct personality it does feel it's kind of Alan Tudyk's uh, um, whatever he played K2 
to I don't know the droidy playing Rogue One. He did mm. it really well. I thought I did not like her at all in this. Um, I, I I thought she was very grating. Um, <laughs> it's her first female droid. Yeah, female voice droid, isn't it? I'm sure, well. I'm sure it is. Uh, well, unless there are any kind of background stuff. Yeah, and, and obviously that wasn't my issue. I just the, the joke about her was she was all about rights for droids. Yes, and that joke wore thin very quickly. Well, I have the opposite impression on her oh, compared really? to you, though. Okay. Like, uh, I I didn't mind her that much, and she actually made say the line that I think made me laugh okay. in that film. So it was the only line that I laughed at, and it was the one said by her. So I'll give her credit for that. All the writers credit for doing. Yeah. Um, Chewie was back. Uh, oh, I like Chewie. Chewie was great. Yeah, Chewie was great. <laughs> I love Chewie so much. And in fact, I really one of my favourites was, was, was the Chewie reveal, which I weirdly I, I didn't get until they did it. Which really should have been really obvious, but um, it's it's only minus four as I think because it's quite quite early on. But but Han gets thrown into this this pit where the monster is going to eat him, which is very reminiscent to what happens to Luke in uh, Episode Six, um, as you'll know. And it turns out the monster is Chewie. I thought I thought that was done very nicely. Mm. Um, I like Chewie. He's, he's one oh, of the best things on the films. Yeah, and it's like this, the guy who um, does him in the later ones now is playing him again because it used to be Peter Mayhew, but he's getting a bit too uh, infirm these days. Yeah, I saw the actor. He's insanely tall. He's just under seven foot. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, a Finnish guy. I can't remember his name now. But, um, yeah, no, he was he was great. Uh, but didn't do his own voice. Although he can do a pretty good Chewie impression actually. Hmm. Um, so uh, overall, we, we had lots and lots of action. <laughs> Basically, every scene seemed to be an action scene. It feels like, it felt like that, yeah, a bit too much. Uh, yes, way too much. I, I, it was kind of like yeah, one one action scene to another action scene to another, and you kind of think, well, there were occasional kind of dialogue scenes, things to give you a bit more character building, but not enough. Um, you got, you got a bit tiresome. Yeah, and. Uh, I'm going to criticise this film a fair bit, but um, it's amazing it's as good as it is considering they fired the actors and Ron Howard had to reshoot between 70 and 80%, depending on what you believe. But even so, yeah. I think this is the most expensive Star Wars film ever made. It was, and um, apparently it's not recouping its budget. No. Right uh, now. It's I'm not sure, doing very well. I'm sure we'll get office. there with international market eventually, but uh, yeah, it's. I think there was so little buzz about this film going into it. No no, no one was. Any, I mean, obviously, with with, Fant- with Force Awakens and, and Last Shadow, people were really excited, and even Rogue One. But no one, no one I knew was excited about this film. Did Force Awakens come out in summer as well? I can't remember. No, um, it was Christmas. So all the other Star Wars films came out in Christmas time. Apart yeah, from this. and this such a weird choice because, and this because this one comes so soon after Last Jedi as well. It's only what five yeah. months after. Well, I, I don't understand this decision. No, I don't get it either. So. I mean, it's Disney, I guess. Do, do they have anything else that comes out at Christmas? Uh, Mary Poppins. Yeah, but I mean, that's not something to worry too much about, I thought. Not exactly. Um, so, I don't, yeah, I don't understand why they put it here, especially since it's so soon after Infinity War as well. Um, Weird which choice. is still doing pretty well at the box office, I imagine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's actually, I think it's the second or third time they've they've announced a film to come out in May, a Star Wars film, but then they they pushed it back to Christmas. Which I was so sure they were going to do for this one. There you go. Hmm. Um, it's very light tone, so I know Last Jedi was quite heavy a lot of the time. This this definitely feels. And I guess if you're going to do spin-offs as opposed to the main series, it makes sense to give them a different tone to give it kind of a fast hmm. romp kind of style. I think that could have worked better than it did. Um, but yeah, I, I'm all in favour of kind of having a light-hearted, fun film in the midst of the kind of more brooding all the, <laughs> yeah. all the brooding and the yeah. grey and all the killing the dice let's talk about the dice okay um, why, what's so significant about the dice here's the thing so in episode in, in Last Jedi episode 8 yes um, we, these dice are all over the shop we keep uh, Luke passes some dice to Leia um, they, they talked about how these were Han's dice no one knew anything about them, but they were actually in the original trilogy, just no one had ever noticed. So, like, even <laughs> even hardcore Star Wars fans are like, oh, right, oh, I never saw those before. Okay. Um, but clearly, they're only in The Last Jedi to try and uh, link to this film. It's a weird it, choice. It, it really is. Um, I, I guess they, they sort of tied up Han's character with Kira's, I guess. Yeah. Um, sort of. But it felt so contrived. It, it was, especially since she gave it back to him quite quickly as well. Yeah, 
And so, I mean, when you watch episode four and he's got those dice that no one ever noticed, like, oh, look at that, he's still thinking about her. Well, whatever. I just... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is kind of spoilers, but um, what the hell. Uh, my least favourite part of this film, uh, it's pretty early on. Han goes up to the Imperial, I don't know, guy at the desk. He says, what's your name? He's like, Han. He's like, no, what's your full name? <laughs> just Han. Hmm... Han, you're by yourself. <laughs> I'll put you down as Han Solo. Oh, oh, oh that was. And he painful. decided to keep that last name for the rest of his Forever. life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say that that was excruciating. I I, yeah. I understand. I'm not entirely I, surprised they did it, but. Now you're watching episode four again. And it's like, hey, I'm Han Solo. It's like, oh, some bloke at a desk gave you that name because you were by yourself. Yeah, it's uh, it's like the producers are thinking, oh, um, what do you think the fans want to know? <laughs> oh, how did Han get his last name Solo? Yeah. I'm pretty sure no one wanted ever wondered about that ever. I, I, I guess it could have been worse. It, it could have been, hmm, I see that you own quite a lot of land. Oh. Lando. <laughs> uh, although we did, we, we, did, we did have an equally bad scene. Well, not quite equally, but almost as bad. Where he's like, "What's your name, Chewbacca?" I'm not going to say that. You're going to need to uh-huh. have a nickname. That was so bad. I rolled my eyes at that point. <laughs> I, I really did. I, it was so awful. Why? There, there are a lot of things that the directors need to know that. We do not care about. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I figured out you, that he called Chewbacca Chewy because it's an abbreviated version of Chewbacca, yeah, like exactly. any, like anyone else's nickname. <laughs> yeah, you you do not need to tie everything else in nice neatly yeah. in a nice little bow. No one, no one wants that. So let's talk action scenes. Um, we've got a few. So there's a again, this isn't spoilers. I think because I think it's in the trailer. There's a big train heist scene. I enjoyed that. It was all right. I think. Mm. I just felt the, 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 the geography of it and, and the aims of it just didn't seem that clear from the outset. I mean, every couple of minutes they'd be like, now we need to do such and such. Like, now we need to get these explosives here or we need to move this person here or something. But it didn't seem to be clear in advance why they were doing any of that stuff to me. No, nope, um, that was true. That's true. So I was kind of watching, I was kind of comparing it with other great train scenes. Spider-Man 2, for example, has got a great train scene. That That's, yeah, that's right. And that's one. so well defined. You know you know what everyone's trying to do that kind of that brings in new ideas. Whereas this is... I just never felt that I really got had a handle on what was going on. Um, or I just That's didn't, fair. didn't find it that exciting. There's others. Um, we see the Kessel Run, um, which you may or may not recall was mentioned in the uh, original trilogy and in, in fact, no. in episode seven. Um, what is the Kessel Run? Well, so in episode four, um, it says this, this Millennium Falcon did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. And then in uh, episode seven, Force Awakens, Ray says to, to Han, is this the ship that did the Castle Run in 14 parsecs? And he's like, 12. The Castle Run, we find out in this film, is getting from somewhere to somewhere else, but you can find shortcuts past monsters or something. Uh, oh, yeah. I did like that scene, though. Yeah. It, was, it, it was very messy. Yeah. Like, it wasn't shot very well, I thought. Like, and for some reason, like... Like, I didn't know the castle run, so I didn't know the significance of it. Now you mentioned yeah. it to me. Now I understand why they had a scene there. But <laughs> to me, I thought they had a scene because to show off Han's superb flying skills. But yeah. it lasted way longer than I want, thought it was going to last for. And now, now I know why. <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean, that was the point at which you know, I thought there's too much, too many action sequences in this film. Um, me too. Like, oh, suddenly a big monster comes. Oh, okay, he's getting stuck in a black hole. Yeah. Oh, let's go power the the ship now and go into hyperspace uh, yeah. but it's quite I, I got... it's quite fun because uh, originally yeah, I said the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs um, a parsec is a measure of distance not a measure of time which clearly George Lucas got wrong but now they've tried to find a way in which a distance makes sense here by saying it's a shortcut that he found so they're, they're measuring that run in distance rather than in time which is desperate uh <laughs> I always thought this film was too long. It was two hours 20 or something and it could have been a lot shorter than that. Yeah. Um, I've written here musical duo also bad. Uh, I vaguely remember there was <laughs> that, some singing at one point and it was bad. There was an alien in the a bowl, I guess, of yeah. liquid. And with some weird, weird stuff on its mouth or something. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of the singing in episode six, which is also bad. Um, <laughs> well, it doesn't need to be pleasant. 
pleasant, right? Yeah. It's an alien voice. So I, 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 I give it some leeway for that. It's an alien singing. Yeah. So uh, We've not talked Paul Bettany. You played Voss. He was the, the, the baddie, effectively. He's got these scars all over his face. I thought yeah. he was good, actually. Yeah, me too. He always plays a baddie, though. Feels like Paul Bettany always plays a baddie. Uh, what about Wimbledon? No one watches Wimbledon calling apart from you. Wimbledon's great. And, anyway, and then, no, <laughs> we move on. Um, so there you go. Uh, I've written here Solo versus Coco, um, just because it reminded me of Coco, and as much as I did not care what happened. This, hey, not, at not, least we agree <laughs> on this on this film, though. Long term listeners remember that CJ maybe watched Coco, and I did. But I liked Coco. Okay. Also, it's a four-letter film that every other letter isn't O, which I thought was interesting. Um, this could go into our quiz question. Shall we go spoilers? Yes, let's do that. There we go. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. Having right. said that uh, the Han Solo is your name thing is my least favourite bit, I have another least favourite bit. Go on. Tandy Newton, or Val, she appears, she's Woody Harrelson's wife, she gets killed Shit. off. No one even slightly cares. Yep. What, I know. What was I, that? I, I hated that bit so much. I mean, I thought Danny Newton's character was really good, to be fair. Um, it, but well, she, she didn't last long either. Like, that's, no. Like, who cares whether she she and uh, Woody Harrelson had a relationship? Who cares that... You know, Woody Harrelson didn't feel like... It didn't feel like, you know, he felt like he liked her at all. No, I mean, I didn't even know she was his wife until I was on Wikipedia. I just, I know, like, I thought they were just like, oh, they were just together because they were working together. And yeah, I mean, there clearly was some sort of frisson, but yeah, I didn't get that at all. And so we, we, there's this thing we've talked about before about girlfriend in the fridge or fridging someone where, where, where a female character gets killed off to kind of give incentive. But this to is the male this not when fridging. This is worse than fridging. It is because this doesn't move the plot for any of the characters at all. She's just there. She dies. For no reason. And Woody Harrelson literally is making jokes a, a minute later. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I do like that bit. I agree with you. That that was awful. So that so I don't know. It feels like they kind of cut things that, that or, or rewrote it. Or I don't know. But that was mad. And she, she served no purpose to the narrative. I, mean, I, I, I couldn't say she was a great character because we barely saw her. But I, I enjoyed what we did see. Um, yes. Similarly, John Favreau, alien boy. Uh, died so quickly killed off in the same time and it's such pointless deaths as well because like, like, so it's train heist they're stealing the MacGuffin and she's like it I w- can't get away I'm going to have to explode this bridge and like, well you it, try something <laughs> it, it also was the dumbest death because after that in in the end the pirates for some reason decided oh okay now let's work together now yeah. let's convince them to work together for some reason they found out that they think they can convince them to be good. Why don't you do that earlier? It yeah. makes no sense. Why, why, I don't understand the change of heart in the pirates. There was no indication to any, there's no indication whatsoever for, for why they would change their attitude towards um, Solo and his crew. Why? They were basically killing all of their yeah. crew members early on and nowhere through this entire film that they saw anything redeeming about their team. So why did yeah. they change so that, motivations? I mean, so many characters change. So, jumping to the end I guess so Woody Harrelson I'd say I liked him in this I think it's probably one of the best things about this film but suddenly he's a traitor which is kind of I mean I, I didn't see it coming but I can see how you could see it coming because he's, he's already talked about don't trust anyone don't even trust me so that kind of makes sense but then at the end when Amelia Clark, Kira suddenly decides actually I'm going to abandon this guy that I love and or apparently love or whatever else and I'm going to become a crime lord what what was going on there? Listen, we never saw that at all. That's the thing. It's just suddenly you think, well, actually, since I'm here, I might as well take over this evil empire. <laughs> exactly. And the, the worst bit was that they had so much foreshadowing as well, which I didn't appreciate at all. Oh, yeah. All this time throughout the film, they kept saying, oh, you can't trust her. Oh, Then she said, oh, I've done so many bad things, but I don't want to explain it to you, but you'll find out later in the film because... <laughs> Exposition, but oh, but plus kiss me in this uh, Millennium Falcon because let's do that right now. Yeah. And then Woody Harrison say, "Oh, you can't trust her." And basically, the whole point of film is so much foreshadowing. It's so obvious that I thought that they're going to do a three sixty, and then you know okay. she'll probably die again. But then she turns out to betray them, and I was even more annoyed by that. But it felt because so, I mean, I know that you're right. There was something, but it just felt so. At no point in the performance had there been any indication exactly. that she might do that. Exactly, It was yeah. very much the performance of someone of, of a goodie. And, and and not in the kind of clever twist that you sometimes get. But in a kind no. of, this just makes no sense at all for her character. Um, oh. 
Uh, I didn't like that bit. That was that was so. Ah. Uh, so um, L three. Uh, she dies. I uh, I didn't care. Other than I was quite pleased she was gone. Um, Lando really seemed to care. He got very upset. Mm-hmm. Again, because because they didn't spend time in like developing that relationship. Mm. Yeah, because at one point she care. says that he's in love with her, which is a joke. Mm-hmm. It, 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 in the film, but then it turns out he might be. I don't know. I'd like to see more, say, Don, Donald Glover in that role. But but, um, but I, I'm not keen to seeing Emilia Clarke's character coming back again, though. Because they're going to have to ramp it up, aren't they? And it's going to be very difficult to see the connection with uh, what she was doing in this film. Um, so at the end of the film, Lando, Lando heads off with the Millennium Falcon, which um, is a bit weird, because obviously Han has it at the start of episode four, so we're going we're gonna to get another film where he gets it back again, uh, I yep. imagine. Um Apparently, for people who know about Star Wars more than I do, the Millennium Falcon looked. Did, did he get it back though? He there was a gambling scene in the end. Oh yes, you're right. You're right. He got it back. So yes, of course you're you're right. Okay, in which case we don't we don't need the other film. We don't need another film. So um, I, can we just say that straight? So in episode five, uh, when Lando and, and Han meet, uh, or he's re meet, um, Lando says that's my ship, and Han said I want it from you fair and square. So it's, it's filling in the bits we've already been told about basically. Blah blah blah. There was a fight between Kira Voss and Han. I thought that was pretty good, actually. That's probably the best mm-hmm. uh, of the fight scene. scenes. Um, we got to see something a bit different and it's a bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing about Han knew that Beckett was going to double cross him. I didn't really buy it, but it kind of was quite fun, I suppose. Mm. Um, Han can speak whatever the Wookiee language is called. Wookiee, I guess. It's, it's it's got a different name. I can't remember what it is. Um, was it? Um, has he always been able to speak it? Sh- Never knew was. Uh, he's never done it in the uh, in the films before, uh, so that was quite rude of him actually. Thinking about yeah, it, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, why? All that time with Chewie has never bothered speaking, basically, because there's no way Harrison Ford is ever going to bother doing that. So, <laughs> uh, I like the fact. So, um, Han kills Beckett, um, which is and he basically he shoots first, which is uh, a big Star Wars controversy. So, you, you, are you familiar with Greedo, Zijan? I'm familiar if Han always shoots shoots first. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, for those who aren't, uh, there's a scene in Nozzle Continuum in episode four where Han shoots uh, this bounty hunter called Greedo. I think it's a bounty hunter. In the reissue, they changed it so that, so that um, Greedo shot first and missed, and then Han shot him back, and then they changed it so that, again, so they shoot at the same time, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a big thing with Star Wars fans that Han shot first, because that's his character. He shoots first um, to, yep. to protect himself. So, I, th- I thought it was pretty cool that we kind of saw the origin of that we saw him basically shooting Beckett rather than waiting Beckett to make a move Warwick Davis is in the film was he? oh yeah he was as uh, one of the pirates yep he did literally nothing um, but it was quite fun because that's Star Wars was the first film he was in episode 6 and uh-huh. uh, he's done quite a lot of, I think he's played I think he was in all the prequels and he was in episode 7 you know who wasn't in this film Zizan? go on tell me C-3PO and R2-D2 this is the first Star Wars film they've not appeared in uh, I I think that's that's it's fine. <laughs> I mean, they, it's they, fine they, without it. They were utterly crowbarred into Rogue One, <laughs> so yeah, uh, they were. They definitely were. So I was really expecting to see them in the background, or something, but I'm quite glad they didn't. And the founding of the rebellion was a bit. So the the rebellion uh, seems to have been founded by some girl who, when she took her helmet off, kind of got the full kind of close up, exciting music treatment as if we were supposed to know who she was and I didn't know nope. what was going no on. No one knows who she is. Um, I don't think we're supposed to really. I think it's just, it's a person. Um, Maybe we'll find out in the next film. Well, the, someone was just, oh, there's rumours online, which I, I'm sure this isn't true, but they were saying maybe Ray's mum. But I think, well, that would kind of defeat the point of, mm. of Last Jedi. So there you go. That was Solo. Um, that's all oh I, yeah, you forgot to, to mention the cameo of our favourite oh, lady yes, in this is the big episode one. one. Yes, sorry, this is the big reveal. Darth Maul. Is back. He is here, and this is weird, okay? So, if you have watched episode <laughs> one, you will, I have? you will know that Darth Maul is cut in half and falls down a hole. Yes, by uh, Ava McGregor. By Ewan McGregor, um, in, as, as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, if you watch Star Wars Rebels, you and possibly various other comics, whatever, you will know that he didn't die that he gets given some robot legs and that he carries on until eventually in some later years uh, Obi-Wan actually does kill him 
Okay. I didn't I didn't know any of that. I had to look that up. This is so weird for film goers because if you if you the vast majority of the audience I think will have seen the Star Wars films but will not have seen the other Star Wars stuff. I think that's fair. So a lot of people will recognize Darth Maul. Yes. A very small number of them will know that he came back to life when well, he he didn't die. So I was sat there I was like I saw him die. <laughs> How is he here? How does this fit in with timelines? So I thought is it was it? a very very strange decision to do that. Oh. And then he gets, gets out his double lightsaber whilst he's talking to Kira, just so, I know, for, just so for we know him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I imagine we'll see more of him. Um, it's played by the same guy who played in episode one, albeit voiced by the guy who's been doing him in Rebels rather than Peter Serafinovitz, who did him in episode one. Fine, why not, eh? Really? The, sometimes you don't have to do things, guys. Yep. This is one of them, a sequel to Solo. It's not necessary. So I would rank this film definitely worse than any of the Star Wars films apart from episodes one and two and maybe three. Yeah. Um, I, I think three I probably prefer because it's actually got a point to it, even though the the worst scenes in episode three are definitely worse than the worst scenes in this. But um, the best scenes in three are better than the best scenes in three. So I, I went in thinking, will this film have a point? I came out thinking, no, not really. It's... Nope. F- uh, the actors are all fine. The direction is okay. It's just a pointless film. It's just yeah. There's no need. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, I made you watch it, Susan. Um. <laughs> it's okay, Colin. I'll remember this <laughs> for next time. Uh, if you have different views, let us know at Cedar Zeta Movies on Twitter, Cedar Zeta Movies at gmail.com. I'm sure there'll be. I know there are some people who love this because I follow Ron Howard on Twitter and he's retweeting every single one of them. <laughs> we move on appropriately enough to our Harrison <laughs> Ford quiz. Not quiz, uh, actor quiz? factor, where we talk about actor the films factor. of a particular actor um, and Harrison Ford this time. I will kick us off, if I may. Yeah, you should, Colin. I kick, uh, continue on to the end. <laughs> I have seen three, six, seven, eight, I've seen twenty of his films. I think divide uh, that by five, and you get mine. Okay, but that does include four Star Wars films, um, which let's put those aside for now. Um, oh yeah, I forget. Um, have you not seen Indiana Jones? Uh, I saw the last one. Not the last one. I saw the third one. The one, okay. the last crusade. Sean the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. Holy I've Grail. seen that. Okay. Mm. So uh, I must admit, I don't love Indiana Jones. Um, I know it's it's much beloved. I think I kind of on board with it until all the weird supernatural stuff happens. That's, that's, that's where I come from. So if it was just an archaeologist digging up stuff and being chased around, that's quite fun. But when people's faces start melting and whatever curses start to go over, I get a bit bored. That's the best part. So uh, I, I must I much prefer Han to, to Indiana. What else we got? We got a uh, he, he played Jack Ryan in a couple of films. So Jack Ryan has never really taken off in the way that people hope. So we've already had um, well Alec Baldwin played him in uh, Hunt for October. We had then um, Harrison Ford in Patrick Games and uh, Clear and Present Danger. Then we had Ben Affleck in Some of All Fears. Uh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine in Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit, which I thought was actually very good. Um, and John Krasinski's playing him on the for Amazon series um, coming soon. Anyway, the two Harrison Ford ones, they're fine. Um, <laughs> I, to be honest, they're probably, he's probably my least favourite of the Jack Ryans. All your films are fine, Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess I look at this. What was it got? Uh, Apocalypse Now. He's in. I found that incredibly boring. Um, Blade Runner. We talked a bit about. We did a Blade Runner episode, didn't we? Yeah, and I'm going to say right now that's going to be my favorite film. I, you know how much I love that film. The first one from last year. Uh, no, 2049. 2049. Okay, okay. Yeah, last year. Yeah, so I love that film a lot. So it's probably my favorite film of his. Nice. Um, what else you got on your list? Of my very very short list. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So apart from Indiana Jones and Last Crusade and the Star Wars films, I forgot he was in more than one Star Wars film. I just put Star Wars there. I just put Star Wars there. Nice. But he was only in like the... He only came in the fifth film, right? No. Was it the fourth film he came out really? He was yeah. He was in four, five, six and seven. Yeah, he was He was basically the... Oh. the yeah. No, I've only seen fourth and seven. So, exactly. He's in the fourth <laughs> and, one. Uh, yeah, and then I saw uh, he was in Air Force One. I've not, I've not the, seen that. He was the president. He played it? the president, yeah, when the Air Force One was, his plane was hijacked. Um, yeah, um, that's it. Okay. Uh, I can't remember much of it. Most of the films that I've seen him in were I saw when I was very young. Yeah. The only ones that I saw recently were just the 
Star Wars 7 and Blade Runner 2049. So I can't remember a lot of it. He's done some mediocre stuff. So I've got here uh, Sabrina, which is a remake of a much, much better film. Uh, Firewall, which is very dull. Uh, Morning Glory, which is a Rachel McAdams thing that he's uh, he's in. It's it's fine. Um, <laughs> regarding Henry, I don't remember. Uh, Age of Adeline, I actually really enjoyed, um, which I didn't expect to, which is Blake Lively. Isn't that the one with Blake Lively? Yeah. yeah, she plays basically a woman who doesn't age. And um, yeah, basically just thanks to her, this, this film works, I think. Um, she's very captivating uh, in that film so I, I saw that on netflix i think that's worth a watch um but my 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 if you ignore star wars uh, my favorite might well be witness um it actually played runners it's, it's probably blade runner actually as well but witness was a basically he, he's living undercover with his armor field but no, I'll, I'll agree with you that blade runner actually no i'm gonna go with the first blade runner is better okay cool um the worst one is expendables three <laughs> um, who, uh, um, next time you're not here unless I have to sub you oh, in again oh yeah yeah, um, yeah I could play your brother you could play my uh, so yes next time I'll be joined by my brother Simon um, we'll be talking about the films of Channing Tatum does your brother watch a lot of films with Channing Tatum in it uh, he's seen enough that we'll be able to talk about it okay okay uh, so we move on to our final segment um, it's our quiz we are level for the year I think but you yeah. would not believe how little research I've done this time. Uh, uh, me too. I did most of it this morning. Nice. So Okay, we could stop there. Uh, the films <laughs> of Ron Howard, who has made a lot of films. I know. I saw that choice coming. <laughs> I, I saw his Wikipedia list. I was like... Uh, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't realized quite how many films he'd made um, when I suggested Ron Howard. Uh, I will start. Which Ron Howard film stars Tom Cruise? Uh, that's fine away. It is good work. I've actually seen that film as well. It's not bad, is it? Not bad, not bad at all. Um, in which film of Ron Howard's, his daughter Bryce Dallas Howard made her first appearance as strawberry blonde girl in Audience. Um, well, I've just watched the Graham Norton show from Friday uh, before doing <laughs> this podcast, in which Bryce Dallas Howard was on it, and she said that her debut came in Parenthood. That is correct. So, uh, who are you to disagree with her? Um, <laughs> which I would not have known if I hadn't seen that. So, that's a, um, what's the name of Tom Hanks' character in Apollo Thirteen? Uh, that is uh, Jim Lovell. Very good. Yes, it is. I'm going to, I, you know why I stopped at that because it's in my fifth question. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, that's l- less good. Um. <laughs> uh, question two: A Beautiful Mind is set at which university? Ooh, um, it's America, so it's, uh, I'm going to say it's Princeton. That's correct. That's a great film. Um, Backdraft is a film about people of what profession? I guess it's firemen, firefighters. It is firefighters. Yeah. Uh, question three, which film of Ron Howard's is notable for the authentic use of the Apache language throughout the entire film? Throughout, not throughout the film, throughout the film. Ooh, I can't think of any films he's done that, would feel feature Apache's. Uh, so the actors actually train and practice that, and yeah. you're known for being quite authentic as well. There. Yeah. yeah, this feels like it's going to be something that I don't know. Um, no guesses. No guesses. No. Uh, it's the missing. Okay. No, I don't, I don't know anything about that. Uh, question four for you. Um, In the heart of the sea is based on a real life event that is, that inspired which book? That's Moby Dick. It is. I've got very easy questions this time. Um, Thanks, Colleen. Yeah. Question for the film Cocoon. Oh, yes. Won two Academy Awards. Name either one of them. Uh, I think it had best makeup. Oh, it's best supporting actor and best visual effects. Oh, I've seen that film. It's not good. Supporting. <laughs> supporting. Wow. Okay, in which case you've already won, but let's see if you can make it five from five. Um... Ron Howard replaced the director on 1985's Cocoon. That director instead had the biggest grossing film of the year. Name the director. It's the director for Back to the Future, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. I can't remember his name. Uh, I'm not going to give you that. It's um, Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> oh, I should know. Oh, we keep talking about... Yeah, anyway... Uh, question five. It's going to be a tough one. Sorry. Okay. Well, you've already won. But, but let's see if I can. Yeah. The real Jim Lovell. Yes. Whom the film Apollo 13 is based on. Yes. Also cameoed in the film okay. as what? As what? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen this film a couple of times. Uh, I imagine he played a NASA engineer. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the captain of the recovery ship. 
brilliant. Um, well, congratulations, you pull ahead for the year. What? Um, again, you're not here next time. Uh, so uh, Simon and I will be doing a quiz on films about authors. I'm going to be on holiday. <laughs> Enjoy that. Um, so as foreshadowed, next time uh, you listen, Simon and I will be there. We'll be doing this podcast. Um, hopefully he'll be bringing over all those listeners he has from his podcast. Yes. Um, and we'll we be doing that. the top 10 films beginning with the letter S. Um, as usual, I'll be putting out the request on the social media. But Shawshank Redemption. Thank you, Zijan. Um, suggest um, your favourite film beginning with the letter S. Um, I'll, I'll count that as the first vote, Zijan, for Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Uh, let us know the uh, contact details I've already given at CDZ Movies on Twitter, CDZ Movies at gmail.com, or find me. And I will see you then. Bye.